You're listening to Dramas Over Flowers. This is an episode of What's Up in Dramaland with Saya, Anissa, and Boromir. Hi, thanks for joining us. I'm Saya. In this episode, we'll be taking a quick look at current industry news as it pertains to K-drama fans, and we'll be updating you with the dramas set to premiere in the month ahead. This podcast is a project by fans for fans. If you want to be a part of making that dream grow, there are a whole lot of ways you can help. You can share our episodes on fan sites and social media, talk about the podcast to your K-drama loving friends, or leave a review on iTunes or whichever app or platform that you use to listen to us. And if you want to help us keep our lights on, you can check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash dramasoverflowers. Finally, you can get in touch with us with your thoughts and ideas. We're always reading the comments on YouTube and Drama Beans, but you can also tweet at us at dramasoverflow or email us at dramasoverflowers at gmail.com. And that's it from me. Enjoy the episode and tell us what you're looking forward to. Bye. Hi, everyone. This is Anissa. This is Parma. And this is the first What's Up in Drama Land of 2020. Yay! Oh my gosh. <laughs> Yay! Also, how is 2020? I feel like I'm living in the future. <laughs> What's happening? The 2000s have finally entered their 20s. What do you call this decade? The 20s, dude. Okay, yeah, but like, I mean, isn't that a thing? Like, like you have tweens and teens and doesn't something come after that? Twenties, <laughs> okay, fine. Twenties. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not that complicated. <laughs> so, what's been up in drama land, Anissa? So, I get. I don't know if it's because it's January and everyone's still like recovering from the holidays, but there's been very little news. So, we're gonna have a pretty short news section this time, and it's just the two of us. So, probably will be a slightly shorter episode. Then we'll just go straight into upcoming. All right. So, the first. Update is actually, um, we got an email from a listener, Rini, who sent us some information. I mean, we, we rant regularly about like AT&T and Drama Fever on here. So she sent us some information that she had found out through her dad, who works for AT&T. So I'm just going to read from her email because she had some information that we've just kind of been like speculating about, but we didn't know. We were just like throwing darts in the dark, but uh, Renee's like slightly confirmed some of our suspicions. Yeah. So Renee says, I had complained so bitterly about how drama fever just disappeared that when a coworker of my dad's mentioned their buyout on the site, he pulled his coworker aside to ask about the situation. Bless fathers who try hard to understand the interests of their kids. Right. <laughs> so according to my dad. Yeah, I mean, I was just like, oh, that's like true. That's like such a nice dad thing to do. Like, I don't get this thing that you love, but yeah, I'm supporting you. That's super sweet. So continuing the email. According to my dad, the coworker he spoke to was someone on the team at AT&T responsible for preparing the AT&T streaming platform to be released. AT&T primarily buys other smaller streaming platforms for two reasons access to content, or access to the code the service runs on. Unfortunately, Drama Fever is on the list of services the AT&T bought to gain access to proprietary information on the code behind its streaming service. This means they have no plans to make the shows that were available on Drama Fever available on their new platform. So for now, AT&T is holding on to the rights of the shows with no plans of sharing them, but also no plans of really selling the rights to other services unless the price is right, i.e. crazy overpriced. So the shows that were lost in the downfall of Drama Fever are probably lost until the rights for those shows reach the ends of the contracts 
or AT&T get quote-unquote decent bids for these shows. I hate to be the bearer of this bad news, but I thought I might spread it further because as of now, I don't know if this news has really been made public. And I have to add that my dad had actually tried to lobby his coworker on my behalf to get AT&T to add K-dramas to their lineup for their pending streaming platform, but his coworker was rather ambivalent. Okay, so like, first of all, your dad is awesome. Right. We love him on your behalf. <laughs> yeah. Um, thoughts, Parama? Uh, we kind of suspected this uh, because of how quiet uh, AT&T was about what they would be putting up on the new platform. And it seemed more, um, you know, American movie and TV show uh, focused than... I mean, as as many people have said before, they didn't really seem to realize that they had this captive audience in this large Korean fan base in the West. Um, they were just willing to let that go. So clearly they don't think that yeah. it's a very profitable fan base, um, which is uh, stupid because, hello, <laughs> Netflix clearly thinks it is. <laughs> um, yeah, and I mean, just judging from like their no notice and literally just shutting down overnight and even the employees didn't know like clearly they don't value it and they don't value the fandom yeah yeah um so we've gone like over what what happened with drama fever over 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 and over again and most drama fever followers they they have like found other sources by now but it's i mean many of us held on to the hopes that the older dramas that are not available in other platforms because you know df had the rights to it uh, would be made pub- uh, public like in in the new AT&T p- platform but it's yeah so it's kind of really sad that it, it's almost petty the way they're just holding on to it you don't need it so just like let the rights go let somebody else buy it yeah. out even if you're not getting an amazing amount for it because you know just help out the fans man but uh yeah but again like they're just it's like they don't really care about offending the people who are going to be sad if they don't give up the rights, but they're just like, eh, if we make some really good money out of it. So they're just like holding on to it just in case. Yeah. So, eh. Yeah. Sad news. But thank you so much, Rini, for passing that on to us. We would never have been able to find out about that on our own. Yeah. We really appreciate that. We have the best listeners. We do. <laughs> and they send us the yes. best emails. Thank you so much. Yes. Thank you. So the next news is, like, much happier, and it's more exciting. I've been very excitedly following Parasite's, you know, meteoric rise in the public consciousness. I don't know if it's had this kind of success where you are, Brahma, but, like, in the U.S., since its premiere in October, Mm -hmm. people have just been, like, raving about this movie. Like, People who don't watch movies with subtitles, people who don't really watch that many movies, like people have to really been like not just critics, but normal people. (laughs) (laughs) That's a weird way. But but you know what I mean? Like it's really kind of taken over the public consciousness. Like, yeah, like Paxodam's little song when she goes into the house has become like viral. It's just been really amazing to watch. And then last two weeks ago, I think at the Golden Globes. Mm. As of this recording, Parasite won the um, Best Foreign Language Film Award. And then Bong Joon-ho gave a speech where he basically said something to the effect of, if you conquer the one-inch barrier of subtitles, a whole new world will open up to you, um, which is pretty great. Yeah. He's just so great. Like, he's been throwing all this, like, casual shade. Like, he called the Oscars a local awards show. (laughs) (laughs) It's great. And then, like, there's this one interview online by, um, I think, E. Alex Jung, where he he also, like, 
throws shade on Harvey Weinstein. It's just great. He's just a he's just such a great interview. All of his interviews are so fun to like listen to or read. So, and I just want to give a shout out to his translator who is named Oh my gosh. I I should have looked up her name. She's she's a hero. <laughs> she's been like staying with the cast and the director this whole like last award season. Uh-huh. Her name is Sharon, but I think her last name is Che. Yeah, I think her name is Sharon Tate, but she um she's great and like after the Golden Globes there was an interview of the whole cast and with the translator obviously cuz most of them speak some English but she's been helping them because you know you want to put your best foot forward. And so she, he was like she's a filmmaker. Like Bong Joon-ho, he like turned to her and there he was like she's a filmmaker. She may she's going to make movies and she was like, "Oh." <laughs> but it was great. I'm there's like a clip of that floating around so can find that okay um and watch it yeah <laughs> but yeah so and also like last night so as of this recording it's the day after the screen actor guild awards which are televised but not on public tv on cable so i don't have cable but i watched some clips online um and parasite won best ensemble cast performance which is like the biggest award of the night basically because it's an actors yeah an acting i mean biggest yeah, I don't know what, what the... Maybe some people think that the individual acting awards are more important, but I feel like this is a really great um, a really great recognition because after the Oscar nominations came out last week, a lot of people were discussing how Parasite got six Oscar nominations, including Best Picture and Best Foreign Film. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Best Director, Best Screenplay, like Best Production Design, all of which it like really, really deserves. But there were no acting nominations. And... It's really surprising to me that there are no, like, people were expecting to at least get, like, Best Supporting Actress for Cho Yo-jung. But um, there's some really great articles about that online and how there's, it kind of plays into this racist stereotype that Americans have about, like, Asians all kind of looking the same and Asians not being very expressive. Yeah. Um, So it's really nice in light of that to see the Guild of Actors who are the best qualified to judge to give this cast an ensemble award. And they totally deserved it. And Sung Kung Ho's speech was pretty great too. But yeah, it just made me really happy. There's also been an announcement after, I think it was either after the Golden Globes or after the Oscar nominations dropped, the news came out about how he's making, Bong Joon-ho is making um, a spinoff TV series of Parasite for HBO with Adam McKay. Whoa. Okay. And they haven't decided if it's going to be in English or Korean yet, but they're talking, so I that's interesting. Ah. Uh, so I hope it's Korean because adaptations of like really good Korean movies to like when they Americanize it and it's you know what I I oh yeah. I, I oh, oh you're talking about the language, sorry. I I was thinking in terms of casting and, and story because I don't know if has any I have think any both. of them ever done well? Um, adapt. I can't think of a single. They one. have not. Yeah. No, they have not. Except, I mean, I guess you could say that Snowpiercer was kind of, but it's not an adaptation. It was originally created as sort of this international project, so that's a little different. But yeah, he was saying we don't know yet if it's going to be set in Korea or in the United States. So I'm guessing that includes both setting, cast, language, all of that. Okay. So yeah, I would much, much rather see it be in Korean, set in Korea. But, but I'm you know. glad that they they are keeping the original uh, director. Because yes. without Bong Joon-ho, I, mean, I don't think it has it would have any chance whatsoever. They would lose track of the original vision. That's true. I also find that his work in English mm. 
is not quite as dynamic and electric as his work in Korean. Like Okja. Even, you know, like with, with Okja, yeah. for example. Yeah, like he is so good. And I mean, he's still good when it's in English and he's directing English-speaking actors. Mm. But his actual, the stuff that he does in Korean is so, so, so genius that yeah. it's just like, why why go for something less when you can have something more? True. So I don't know, but Adam McKay is also like a really smart, funny director. So and who does like really sharp social satire. So it's an interesting team up, I think. I would much rather watch this, uh, whatever they produce, than uh, the adaptation of Train to Busan, which is apparently coming up. So, um. oh god, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, huh, but why? We already have a Train to Busan, and there, there's no reason. Yeah, everyone has. Who has who wants to see that has seen exactly. it in Korean the, the, and enjoyed the, it? Like the proper market for it has already found Train to Busan. It's on Netflix. Um, my uncle who rarely watches anything, basically he's he's never watched anything East Asian ever. He's watched Train to Busan. Um, so yeah, I don't. Yeah, it was very popular. I don't understand this. Like, if it's popular, we must remake it in English. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> But anyway, do you have anything else to add on the Parasite story? Uh, I just want to say that people should listen to our uh, review episode, The Spoiled Yak, that, uh, that you and Refresh Demon did on uh, Parasite. Uh, we, just released, <laughs> we just released it, so please go listen to it. It's very interesting. And yeah, that's it. Yeah, we had a lot of fun recording and, that. And go watch I just the want movie. to give a shout out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, watch the movie. <laughs> If we haven't said that yet, if you must, if you only watch one Korean movie this year, it has to be that one. Yeah, it's it's so good. And I just want to give a shout out to this piece um, by Justin Chang. It's called Parasite was one of the best acted movies of 2019. Why didn't the Oscars recognize that? And it's just it just addresses the whole thing about why it wasn't you know recognized with any acting nods from the Oscars. Um, it's also by Justin Chang, who is like one of my favorite film critics. Mm. Um, so I just wanted to, we'll we'll link it in the description of the episode. Okay, and on to upcomings in February. Wait, should we shout out the Chen news? <laughs> oh, <laughs> the Chen that... news! Wait, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, let's do the Chen news, and then we can. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. All right, and the last um, quick little piece of news is. Exos Chen is getting married. I'm sure that everyone has already heard about this and it's old news at this point, but we just wanted to give him a shout out and wish him and his fiance and their upcoming baby a happy family life. We, I think, because we're not really big K-pop fans, I know, <laughs> don't, don't kill us. <laughs> um, but he did like he did an, an OST for um, "It's Okay That's Love." He did an OST for "Descendants of the Sun." So I think like even drama fans are pretty somewhat familiar with his voice. He has the voice of an angel. I mean, boy is really talented. <laughs> so yeah, congrats to him. Uh, that's it. I, 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 don't, I don't have any thoughts. No, on this. <laughs> no thoughts. Okay. Good wishes. <laughs> yes, good wishes. <laughs> All right. All right. So, on to upcomings in February. All right. So, the first one is airing February 1st um, on OCN, and I think concurrently on Netflix. It's called Tell Me What You Saw, and it stars Jang Hyuk and Chi Soo Young. Uh, this is Soo Young from Girls' Generation. 
And the description is, after an explosion takes the life of his fiance, a reclusive former top criminal profiler teams up with a rookie detective with a photographic memory and a police chief to pursue a serial killer who is thought to be dead. Okay, um, I'm I'm glad the they cast. <laughs> I'm glad they cast Jang Hyuk for this. This is kind of uh no wait I don't know if I'm glad it's just that he's done a lot of these characters before. Yeah, which like even in the press coverage, there's like an interview of him like comparing his role in this to the one that he had in voice. So <laughs> I I feel like people are noticing that. Um, but I just yeah. want to talk about his hair for a oh second. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> Has he ever had a mop like that since Churo, was it? I kind of love it, to be <laughs> honest. Yeah, since Chuno, I don't think he's had one. It's pretty great. Yeah. He can do intense amazingly well, so there is that. And uh, yeah, I mean, the the conceit here is pretty generic. So it's Jang Hyuk, um, and it'll all depend on whether... I don't know, it, it, if I check this out, it'll just be for Jang Hyuk. Yeah, so... Uh, on a, like, a less silly note, mm. um, so while they were filming, an accident occurred that resulted in injuries to eight crew members. Um, one of them who had like a spinal injury, oh. and they had to get seven hours of surgery, and it's going to take them like a year and a half to recover. And they only stopped the filming for like three days. Um, and then like, this was a Studio Dragon, CJ, E&M. Uh, so like this is also a company, a production company that has refused to sign this safety standards agreement that's been put together by like the actors unions and the crew unions and stuff, um, which a lot of other like organizations have signed. Do you mean studio and they're studio like Studio Dragon has refused to sign or the the CJ. Um... Well, S- Studio Dragon is owned by CJ, right? right. So I'm not. And Studio Dragon sure. often so here... pairs up with Netflix, right? Yes, a lot of their, I think they signed an agreement recently, CJ and M, they have had a lot of dramas on Netflix, and they recently signed this three-year agreement. Mm, we talked about dramas that in the last, them. Uh, what's up in Yes. Like. Yeah. So there was a union who um, named CJ and M and the production company Studio Dragon and H House as responsible. They said that the production company did not carry out industry, safe, industry safety health education regarding the staff. Um, and did not fulfill all their duties regarding supervision, safety measures, and work stoppage. They also pointed out that CJNM has not joined the Joint Coordinating Committee for the Betterment of Production Environments of Cable Network Dramas, which the three cable networks, Media Labor Union, and Korea Drama Production Associates, Association are all part of. Mm. And CJNM continues to insist that staff members sign service contracts. So it's it's like, because... They were working on a service contract. It's going to affect how the occupational accident is dealt with. So I guess that has something to do with like compensation or um, like injury compensation. I'm not sure. Would the, it be fair to say that if they don't, uh, you know, join the safety regulation, like the standards, then they just have to pay uh, victims less or crew members less if they get hurt? Yeah. And, or like they don't really Take aren't really following those to begin with. Yeah. So and then like their statement is very, I mean, you can go online and read the statement but it's very like oh we stopped work we're very sorry we're looking into it you know like we wish the staff member recovery a quick recovery of health you know it's just yeah, like yeah no yeah no no yeah <sighs> we know okay yeah yeah and they're like we've replaced high risk scenes such as car explosions with computer graphics like that's like really that's the solution here 
So I yeah, it's just like really sad to hear that somebody got so seriously injured on set. And I mean, like, this is a company with a ton of money. They can afford to have safety regulations. This just means that they don't care, you know? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, from as far back as um, Secret Garden, um, where you had uh, the, the the body doubles, um, and what do you what do you call those? The stunt stunt men and women. Stunt double. Yeah. So yeah. they had a portion of like there, there was a subplot about how stunt doubles are treated, like it their safe, safety doesn't matter. It's, it's the same for the cast and the crew, and it's uh, not the the highly paid cast, I suppose, but generally uh crew safety isn't exactly held um to it's it's no. not a priority and we know what happened in uh, Huayugi um during the shooting of Huayugi so this is pretty general occasionally it makes big news and everybody goes oh yeah they should be more careful but it's more important to get the dramas out quickly um at you know yeah yeah and i mean there are like the union and And other people, like actors, crew members, people are trying to change this. But obviously, like, you see who has the power in the situation. It's really hard, you know, to make progress. Yeah. So on our part, all we can do is point out that here is this drama that's coming up. Just tell me what you saw, starring uh, Jang Hyuk um, and Choi Soo-young. And uh, that they had an accident um, on the set. And this is how the production company Studio Dragon responded. So it's good to have awareness yeah. of the media you consume. Okay, moving yeah. on. Agreed. <laughs> uh, to the <laughs> next one is My Hollow Love. <laughs> That's hollow as in Holograph. H-O-L-O. Yeah. Yeah. And I also want to point out that the Korean title is like Ne Holo Kude, yeah. which means like I am hollow. Hollow can also means ho- no. Hollow can also mean like alone. Right. Hollow. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's also like me alone and you. Ah. So it has like a double meaning. Nicely done. So it's like hollow as in like a hologram, but also yeah, alone. It's fantastic. Yeah. Which we like around here. <laughs> you do. Um, <laughs> it's premiering on February seventh on Netflix on Fridays. Interestingly, like I couldn't find any other channel for this other than netflix so i guess it's exclusive Exclusive? to netflix i uh, i guess there haven't been a lot of dramas airing exclusively on netflix i mean it's yeah i can't actually think of another one another korean drama that's exclusive to netflix except for like maybe kingdom but didn't kingdom also air on a terrestrial network i don't remember now don't Mm. quote me on that (laughs) so the stars go sang hee and uh yun hyun min Yun Hyun Min, sorry, Yun Hyun Min, and the story goes: um, So Yun, uh, which is Go Sang Hee, has a problem recognizing faces. Due to this, she keeps a distance from other people. So Yun becomes a beta tester for hologram AI Hollow, uh, which is played by Yun Hyun Min. AI Hollow is completely on her side. Being with So Yun, AI Hollow realizes the limit of artificial intelligence. Meanwhile. Nando, Yunhyun, also Yunhyun Min, is the developer of AI Hollow. Nando has the same physical appearance as AI Hollow, but his personality is completely different. While watching Soyun and AI Hollow, he feels something that he has never felt before. <laughs> yeah, so this is like an interesting twist on like the the robot uh, well, thing that's yeah, been going on. Yeah, the robot on. who resembles a real person. Yeah, but instead of resembling like the ex-girlfriend in a really creepy way, it resembles himself. Yeah. 
I mean, I guess, um, I guess if you have to up the robot game, you would go from, I, I don't know, uh, metallic innards to hologram. Um, I guess that's different. I guess, but in a way, it's like not an upgrade. You're going backwards because it's a hologram yeah, it's, that it's you can't less... like feel or touch and who can't affect you. So like at least with the other robot boyfriends, they can't have an emotional connection with you necessarily, but like they can physically like save your life or, you know, like help you True. with your but I think maybe I like Luggage. this better. Because, <laughs> Toting. <laughs> I, mean, I, think, I think maybe I like this better simply because uh, the focus, at least from the name of the story and uh, the first few lines of the description, it seems to be on the, um, you know, the emotions of the, uh, the, the lead uh, female here, Soyun. Like she feels alone and she becomes a better tester for this AI program and she befriends Hollow and as they interact and he becomes a companion for her, I suppose that fills in an emotional need. I suppose that is the focus, mm. which is which is great. So, I mean, I mean, if they are going to uh, explore themes of loneliness and different ways of finding companionships in the world, that's one thing. But I, I mean, the trailer, at the end of the trailer, she... Uh, leans in and attempts to kiss her hologram and the click kiss lands on a human and she's like what who are you and it's the developer clearly so uh here is a romance angle without like i thought the entire the, like the first part of the trailer was making me feel a bit sad because she's having she's creating this emotional bond with this hologram that she can't even touch and it's very it it, it started off so poignant and then it ended with like a comedy of errors type of thing. So I'm a bit, um, I mean, hmm. okay. <laughs> well, I think I think this avoids the problem that we had in, say, My Absolute Boyfriend, where like you're kind of rooting for the robot versus like the real guy. I don't know. It becomes very complicated. Or, or, but then like when the... Or that what mm-hmm. was the other robot drama the, where the, there were uh, an evil, uh, of the good robot and evil human? Was it I am human? I am a human too. I am a human yeah. too. Right, right. So it's it again that that issue with you know falling in love with a robot. How will we ever be together? And also like it's and it, it's that a problem was avoided in a really intelligent way by I'm not a robot. Where like it's actually it was, a woman. Yeah, there it, is it no robot. robot. <laughs> like, the robot is actually with. the heroine. Yeah, exactly. So this maybe also because rather than being like a creepy recreation of your own son who turned out didn't turn out so good or like a creepy reenaction of like the ex-girlfriend that you really wronged horribly but and now but you but feel a like docile to you. biddable version of right. the ex-girlfriend oh yeah like instead of those really creepy renditions it's like just a holographic representation of yourself but hey hold on a second which just is kind of interesting just, can you just think about this for a second both these stories i'm human too and i'm not a robot the creators created docile biddable versions of the people that they quote unquote loved and lost isn't that isn't that interesting that humans, if you get to create someone that you or recreate the one you love, you end up creating kind of like slave versions of them? Yeah, it's really creepy. <laughs> it's, <laughs> yeah. it's really creepy, and that's one of the reasons why it's like really hard to to root for the robot. Yeah, getting together with anybody. I mean, it's hard to root for a robot getting together. I, with I anyone. did anyway. really, really enjoy So Kang Jun's performance, and I'm human too. I think uh, the script kind of wronged him or, or the story but uh mm-hmm. yeah the robot 
I mean, come on, the robot actually develops feelings there and, you know, has this whole person, has his own opinions. So it's, um, that that was actually a pretty enjoyable, um, but I don't think that's the route they are going to go down with this particular drama. This one seems to be more about the realization of, or, or some kind of a epiphany that comes to the developer who perhaps, you know, uh, doesn't allow himself to feel much or something like some generic drama Mm. alpha man uh, yeah thing. and since yeah and since like the hologram from the description it seems like the hologram is gonna have like a limited ability to interact that conflict probably won't come into play of like oh but the hologram is better than the actual human being uh, <laughs> what that... do we do now i mean they're yeah, basically so then it will be like they, they, yeah. they, they're giving the hologram the job of the second lead a second lead Right. establishing decent human behavior since 1980s or something <laughs> right but then like you won't feel bad because it's like the same face and the same personality as the hero maybe or not the same personality i guess but like it's his own creation yeah so so, so the implication will probably end up being that hey i mean the, the hollow's kindness and niceness and all of that stuff that's actually also in the developer that is the developer somehow managed to put his own personality trees in hollow or Something like that. So it doesn't matter if at the end of the day, Hollow has to be erased or whatever so that the developer can ha- walk into the sunset with his beta tester love interest. Right. And then we can watch this and see how completely wrong we were. Okay. I'm happy. Usual. I'm happy to be wrong. I would rather be cynical now and then be proved wrong than to have like so many hopes and then have like the stars crash landing on them. Oh, get it? Yeah. Do you get it? Yeah okay yeah oh god that drama is still a trauma for me <laughs> um so uh, one last thing that i want to mention about this is the director um isanya from uh, familiar wife yeah and screenwriter yu young jay from uh who co-wrote psychopath diary i haven't seen psychopath diary but like familiar wife was really beautifully directed um i just i love that drama but the directing was great so i think that's a good sign the next one is the cursed February 10th, TVN. It's shorter. It's 12 episodes and it airs on Monday, Tuesday. It stars Om Jiwon, Sung Dong-il, and Jo Min-soo. It's about a reporter who is out to do the right thing. She covers a violent case in- involving Forrest, the biggest IT company in South Korea. The chairman of Forrest is Jin Jung-hyun, who I think is played by Song dong I think. He relies heavily on shamanism. During her investigation, she learns of a spiritual consulting company that is affiliated with Forrest. The head of that affiliate company is Jin Kyung. While trying to reveal the secret behind Forrest, she meets Sojin. She is possessed by a spirit, and she has a special ability. I'm not watching this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, just I'm, I'm sorry, I zoned out while you were reading that. Well, I was talking about like <laughs> demonic possession and spiritual consulting companies. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, one one interesting thing about this story, we were just talking about Train to Busan, but um the screenwriter of this is actually better known for his work as a director and he directed Train to Busan among other things. Okay. So that's interesting. That that's more than interesting. That actually possibly makes this potentially good, which would be nice. I'm just gonna. It might be potentially good, but I'm still not watching it. <laughs> I might. I. I don't. I don't really have. Uh, you know, issues with horror. The thing is that horror is rarely consistently good because, especially in drama format, where they have to relieve tension by 
doing gags and you know like mundane scenes which so you know sort of set up characters and all of that it's it's really hard to keep the tension up and horror works for me at least much better in movie format where it's short and it, maybe it's an hour mm. hour and a half two hours and that is it and then you have this entire experience package in that time and you there is no break in the flow of the, of the story where it just right and the tension exactly so for me horror doesn't work really well in drama and this one isn't exactly horror it's again you know as soon as you have like i don't know man spiritual consulting companies it's it's it it becomes it, it goes almost yeah, into yeah i mean the, it really depends on the tone and the execution yeah yeah absolutely sure but it, if they very seriously do things like spiritual consulting firms that in a, in a uh, drama that that might not work out as well so again go pessimist uh, uh, throughout here but uh, yeah i'm because of the director i'm just going to wait and see how the first few episodes are received by community at large and then take a call hmm. but yeah not not us- my my usual genre yeah but just to be clear the director is writing it somebody else is directing it oh i'm sorry okay it's interesting all right yeah the next one is Hi Bye Mama, um, again involving spirits. <laughs> this one is airing on February 15th on TVN. Uh, it's 16 episodes. It's a weekend drama. It stars Kim Tae-hee and Lee Kyung. And it's the story of a mother who died five years ago, and she comes back for a 49-day project of reincarnation. So her husband is just starting to heal from losing his wife, and she comes back. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't... This sounds horrible. <laughs> okay. Um, it's the screenwriter of Go Back Couple and the director of Abyss and The Smile Has Left Your Eyes, which, like, I cannot compute that those two were directed by the same person. Uh, hmm. Any thoughts? <laughs> um... <laughs> Okay, uh, so when the dead wife comes back, the new husband is uh, has already married, mm-hmm. but does not seem to be too involved in the household. So he's probably emotionally checked out. So this seems to be like the ex sort of ex wife in ghost form, or maybe in a new form, comes in and kind of tries to mend her husband's emotional state so that he can have a happier life. That that seems to be with new wife that that seems to be where the story is going i'm not i'm not entirely clear but um sorry that just made me think of no life without wife (laughs) (laughs) okay would anybody but daisy viewers get that reference (laughs) i was reading some thread on twitter about which pride and prejudice version is better the kira knightley or the jennifer ely version and then somebody was like but nobody is talking about bride and prejudice and then somebody responded there's no life without wife (laughs) oh my god it was great yeah i'm sorry i apologize no i mean i think at least once in your life you should watch bride and prejudice for the cringe fest and I mean, it's it's it directed by an Indian, but like she's clearly forgotten what Bollywood movies are because she's made the most. She, um, okay, never mind. Yeah, I really enjoyed *Bride and Prejudice* when it came out, but it has it has no connection with how Bollywood movies are made or what they are. You know, the how the story structure works. Mm. The random bursts of music is not exactly. I mean, oh wow, we we went off on a tangent there. No, yeah, absolutely. So the references from that movie. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, that was my fault. 
Yeah. Okay. So your yeah. So so a wife uh, comes back and wants to make her husband happy with the new wife. Okay. So this seems to uh, the trailer at least has comedy elements. So this drama seems to be less about horror and more about probably closure. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, hopefully it and it kind of ha- seemed a bit funny. So it's it it might be more you know self aware and therefore fun to watch. Yeah. And it's um I like funny Kim Tae better than sad melodrama oh yeah absolutely personally yeah and her last show was pretty melodramatic like her last drama was five years ago she did young pal oh young Young pal Pal. Uh, yeah 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 exactly (laughs) so anyway yeah there's that you want to do the next one so the next one is haina which is airing on february 21st sbs and netflix possibly 16 episodes friday saturday so it stars uh, Kim Hesu and uh, Ju Ji Hoon. The story goes that you have these two lawyers who are working for uh, the top one percent of society. Oh yeah, Jang Yum Ja is a lawyer who is after money only. She wins her cases using any means necessary. And you have uh, Yoon Hee Jae, Yoon Hee Jae, and you have Yoon Hee Jae who is an elite lawyer who is smart and confident at his job. This is not a, a story description. What am I supposed to understand from this? <laughs> yeah, basically, they're just both like really cutthroat lawyers. Good for who work them. for rich people. Yeah, yeah, and um, like if you even the trailer is just <laughs> oh. them being like really cutthroat lawyers. Yeah, with, with cut, just like intercutting <laughs> with Haina's attacking prey, um, like scenes scenes from yeah. like the Discovery Channel. <laughs> so. Just in case you didn't get the metaphor, yeah. it needed to be like hit over the head with it multiple times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, what also is like really baffling to me is that this director was a co director on both You Who Came from the Stars and Tree with Deep Roots. What? Why, what? why is it baffling? <laughs> I don't know. Like, those were a lot more understated, and this is just like hyenas. <laughs> <laughs> They're lawyers. Get it? <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, he's probably not the one who cut together the trailer. Yeah, but. yeah, I guess. I mean, uh, maybe this is uh, his or her first, most likely his, first solo uh, directorial project. We don't know. I mean... I'm not sure, but I think it might be. Hmm. Okay, so, Should yeah. Should be interesting. Let's see yeah. what... Okay, so it, it, this seems something like a, a you know, courtroom drama thing where you have to, where you're probably going to something awful is going to happen and then bad or immoral lawyers will have to figure out if they want to be on the side of right and help people or something. Right. Yeah. Maybe they'll they'll dig into a case that's like much bigger than they thought. Yeah. Again, not my cup of anything. I mean, I like courtroom dramas, but usually if it's about more than just the courtroom. <laughs> Which this yeah, one I mean the be. the character descriptions are not really giving us much to chew on. No, so. I I would I would want to know more about the story itself, which we don't have, and Haina's ripping animals apart doesn't give us an insight. So, um, <laughs> okay, yeah. So uh, full marks All on right. getting the theme across, though. <laughs> All right, the next one is I'll find you on a beautiful day. It's gonna be premiering on February twenty fourth on JTBC, and I think it's licensed by Vicky. Mm. 16 episodes, Monday and Tuesday. It stars Park Min-young, So Kang-jun. I didn't say that right. So Kang-jun. And EJ Wook is in a supporting role, but like I had to put him in there with the main leads because he's EJ Wook. <laughs> 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 um, yes, exactly. is doing so well. 
Nuna's I'm so proud. proud of him. Yeah, me too. Yes. <laughs> so the story is about Park Min Young, who is like dejected and disappointed from living in the big city. So she becomes like really jaded. She goes back to her hometown for like a rest and a reprieve in the, and it's in the countryside and she visits a small independent bookshop which is run by um So Kang Jun's character and they were high school classmates and he's warm and gentle and thoughtful and considerate and he finds enjoyment in life's small moments he also had a crush on her when they were young of course he did <laughs> um and this is about them meeting again in their hometown and reconnecting and falling in love Okay, so is so. this is this kind of a play on the big city girl comes back to hometown and falls in love with the country boy theme, like the sweet home Alabama? Yeah, I don't think it's a play on it. I think it's literally it. You know, it's literally that. But yeah, yeah, it's it seems literally that. Yeah. So, but it's it's adapted from a novel. So clearly, they have a story that they're working from already. Okay. Yeah. The only thing that really makes me want to watch this is that it was directed by. The person who directed Alone in Love, which is like one of my favorite of all time dramas. I haven't watched that. Um, and it has, it has this, like the trailer has this really like melancholy, beautiful tone to it that Alone in Love also had, which is like, I love that sort of slice of life, melancholy, heartwarming kind of healing drama vibe. That gets me a lot of times. So who knows? Yeah. I still have my irrational dislike of Sogang Jun to get over, but Saya <laughs> has been trying to like cure me of that, so maybe I'll try it out. I hate his hair in this though. Yeah. <laughs> what why? Like let the boy have his forehead. Anyway. Are you excited for this? Wait, hold on. Sogang Jun is the robot boy, right? He's a robot boy, yeah. Yeah, okay. Am I excited about it? It's a Park Minion drama. I'm going to watch. It's I don't have a choice uh, about it. <laughs> So uh, that is also EJ Wook. So Kang Jun, again, I I have never felt one way or the other about it. Really enjoyed his performance as the robot and also the evil human original uh, in I'm a Human too. Uh, but aside from that, I am not super into his work. So yeah, okay, no opinion on him. The story itself is... Again, all down to execution. I suppose I'm not going to be too pessimistic about it because Park Minning has shown an uncanny ability to hone in on projects where the the heartwarming quotient is just off the charts. So I, yeah, hmm. I I have just one uh, wish when it comes to this stuff. Please don't let this start as Park Minning's story and then end up being So Kang Jun's story. That's one. And yes, please, God, thank you. <laughs> The second thing is, please, please, please don't make EJ e- e- Wook's character some kind of like a grouchy, assholey guy. Um, I, I know that See, he, can, my... he can sleepwalk through that role, but he can do so much more. He proved it in Search WWW. Just like, give the boy a chance. This is my issue with this drama. Like, I will not root for the hero. I'm just going to be rooting for EJ Wook. <laughs> this is a recipe for a disaster and heartbreak. <laughs> I'm not going down that road, so I probably won't be watching this. No, no, no. I you can't, can't do it. Anissa, you can't do it. I can't this. do it again. Saya will I probably end up watching something that neither of us even know is going to come out. And, and, and I'll have no one to discuss this with. You know what she's like. What? Anissa, you have to watch this with me. Well, if I do, I'm probably not going to watch anything until I've submitted my thesis. So okay. maybe after that, uh, I will. <laughs> I cannot argue with that. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. 
I literally have to watch like one movie a night just to get all the movies in that I need to write my thesis about. And like, it's not even like fun movies. It's movies that are like, I have to talk about like the racism, nationalism in them. So I'm like not even excited about it. We should we should explain to uh, new listeners or even older listeners who, who don't know, who haven't heard about your thesis, uh, what it is and why you're writing a thesis. <laughs> Oh, okay. Um, I'm in grad school right now doing a critical Asian humanities program. So my thesis is actually about post-partition nationalism through film and like other types of, I guess, film and TV and how how that is viewed through the lens of this like sort of you're looking through history, but you're looking at it through like this present nation, which isn't like the entire nation. It's a divided nation. Um, I mean, and so we're how talking that kind about of Korea. minoritizes... Yeah, I'm talking about Korea and India. So yeah, it kind of how it like minoritizes certain populations and how it only represents certain stories. Mm. So yeah, and like certain representations of the nation. And you have two months to submit this thesis. Uh, I have to write like eighty pages or ninety pages in the next two months. Yeah. So, uh, listeners, <laughs> if you would please pray for uh, our Anisa to get through this thesis and survive and get back to drama watching. I would appreciate it so much. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for this little detour in our excitement for upcoming shows, which I will not be watching. So <laughs> I can still be excited about them for when I do eventually get around to watching them. Yeah. So, okay. So on that note. Yeah. Yes. The last drama. Uh, for February is Wise Doctor Life, which doesn't actually have a proper trailer. What they did was they uh, cut uh, from scenes from previous dramas done by the same team, and uh, the Reply series is in it. And uh, I think Reply series comprises all of it actually. And they were like, "We're bringing this team is bringing you something new. That's that's mm-hmm. what we've got." So it's this one's releasing on February 29th. So probably, you know, first part of February, we're going to get an actual teaser or trailer. It's going to air on TVN. Um, 16 episodes uh, releases on Fridays. It stars Jo Jong-suk, Kim Dae-myung, Jung Kyung-ho. (laughs) I should have let you do this. There's too many names. Uh, Do you want me to? No, 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 no. I I will get through it. Two more. Um, You're doing well. (laughs) Yoo Yoon-suk. And uh, John Mido. John Mido? Yeah. John Mido. Is it John or John? John. John. Okay. John Mido. Uh, I'm going to keep my fumbling in, listeners, because um, as much as I am trying to learn uh, Korean and not being very diligent about it, the names always trip me up no matter how much I'm practicing. And I know this is this is true for a lot of uh, international viewers. So do not feel ashamed of fumbling over names. We can get through it. I think it's also hard because Korean doesn't re- romanize very well into English. Yeah. And so like a lot of times you can see the same name romanized like multiple different ways or like you'll have the same sound romanized differently in different names. And so it's really hard to like know consistently unless you can read the original Hangul, whether like you're actually pronouncing it correctly. So it's hard. (laughs) Exactly. So don't feel bad. Okay, so this upcoming drama tells a story about humanism. So it will be set in a hospital and follows the desperate struggles of doctors, nurses, patients, and more. Hey, I think Sai is going to watch this. 
Yeah, probably. I mean, I probably will watch it event. Well, I'm torn because on one hand, like the Reply series team, uh, which is Shin Wan Ho and Yi Jung, they're great. Like apart from their whole guess who's the husband shtick, which got really old really fast. Like hey, it all three of those every were so time good. <laughs> no, by 1994, I was like, I'm done. You guys, like, don't do this. Just just make the straightforward drama. I was I was so like even by the end of the first one, I was like, come on, another red herring. We know who the husband is. Anyway, apart from that, like they just do this slice of life ensemble cast, found family relationships, like they do it so well. And this is like five people who went to medical school together and they're like still friends many years later. Which is just a great dynamic. But then on the other hand, it's a medical drama. So I'm just like, ugh. Yeah. Okay, cool. But you know what? Coming back to like... Uh, you know. You're like, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> but um, I, I have to be honest. I, I used to enjoy medical dramas a lot. And then um, you had a slew of medical dramas come up and I kind of lost interest because there were just so many of them and I just like yeah you kind of like you kind of feel glutted at, at some point so but yeah a good medical drama could easily hook me so it it again yeah yeah to be fair like just even though this trailer has nothing to do with the actual drama itself yeah it did show me all those scenes from previous dramas that were set in like Hospitals. in a hospital or with doctors so it did remind me that those were actually done really well. You know, like with with 1994, you got to see like how exhausted like interns are mm. and just how like it's such a grind like with the trash character and like what he was going through. It wasn't like the typical like here comes the hero in the white coat to save the day kind of Yeah, that's actually a really good point. But um so my favorite one, the one that I've rewatched so many times is reply 1997 and I, I distinctly remember the all of the hospital scenes there were like two major ones I mean one yeah. where you had Seoen Guk uh, with a, a sort of a, a bum arm in the hospital and then another time when um, the father of uh, one of the leads uh, is diagnosed with cancer yeah and he's in in the cancer ward and it's just how depressing it can get get while you're getting treatment. It's just that whole. I, mean, I thought it was it was it was really nicely done. Anyway, yeah. so yeah, I, I do remember those scenes, and you're right. I, I, I it didn't occur to me that they had sp- you're, they had specifically spliced out scenes just from the hospital scenes from uh, the Reply series, and yeah, they had handled it well. Clearly, there is story there that they want to tell. So okay, you know what? Mm. Now I'm getting excited about this. Yeah, I think I am probably going to watch this eventually. I just have a lot of personal feelings around, like, doctors and hospitals Mm -hmm. that make it difficult for me to watch medical dramas. But probably this one will be one where, like, eventually I'll give in and watch it. I'll probably, like, cry through the entire thing. And then it'll (laughs) take me, like, days to recover. (laughs) Because, you know, sometimes the show will do that, too. I have a feeling. So we'll see. Eventually I might watch it. But I'm sure it'll be good. Yeah. Ah, okay. So, and this this director also did um, Prison Playbook, but it was a different writer. So, okay, but Prison Playbook was directed really well. Yeah, and it's kind of the title, like the Korean title, is kind of like that was like Wise Prison Life, and this is like Wise Doctor Life, kind of. So it's almost like they're kind of placing it in a series with that one. 
from the title, although I didn't see any official like, oh, this is a no, series. No, but that, that kind of makes thing. total sense. That's okay. Yeah. Whoa. Nice. So, so if you liked that one, this is probably going to be. I did. In the same it be, sort uh, of, after yeah. a, a year of avoiding watching it because it was so hyped up at the time, um, I finally started watching it. I'm really enjoying it. So, yeah. And like you have Jung Kyung Ho coming back in this, you have Yu Yeon Suk coming back in this, who have both done previous projects with this director. And you remember Yu Yeon Suk yeah. from from '94, right? Yeah, Chilbongi. Yeah, and then um, like Jo Jung Suk, he's Jo Jung Suk. Like we love him; he's amazing. So yeah, I'm sure he'll be great. He'll rip our hearts out by their little strings, throw them on the floor, <laughs> step on them, and we'll love the whole thing. Okay, yeah. So I guess in this entire list, this is the one um, that I'm expecting the most heart stabs Quality from. from? Yeah, quality heart from. Heart stabs. <laughs> and also... Quality heart stabs. Quality heart stabs. <laughs> and also, uh, I'll find you on a beautiful day just because, you know, like I said, Park Min Young, a romance. Mm. I mean, I don't know what else to say. It's... <laughs> Yeah, I agree with you on Wise Doctor Life, which will probably be renamed something else by the time we actually talk about it on EAC. Yeah, that is possible. I, th- I feel like the official English title hasn't come out. Okay. So, <laughs> so that's, that's that. Yeah, that's it. That's it for February. And uh, listeners, tell us what you're excited about watching, what you are already watching, and any and all comments. Okay, Anisa, please do this. I'm I'm watching this up. Yeah, like sorry for last month where we didn't have a What's Up in Drama Land for the for the January premieres and news. We just weren't able to. Um, it was very hectic at the end of the year. We were doing like year end yak. We were doing our end of the decade posts. We were doing our end of the year stuff. So it just got really hectic. But um, hopefully you'll enjoy this one. Tell us what you're excited for. Tell us what you're watching, and we'll see you in the yak. Bye. Bye.